Good. Sorry, bro. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. You're hearing audio from earlier today. Not that much earlier, but a little bit earlier today. Uh, probably within the last couple hours, there's a gentleman named Lincoln J from Rebel News has been streaming all day long. I've been watching quite a bit of the footage, and it has been... A crazy day in Ottawa right now. We've been covering the protests there uh, that have been going on for three weeks now. Today marks the third week of this. Three full weeks. You can hear the protesters are chanting freedom. But what you can't see, because you're listening on the radio, is a ton of armed police in their body armor with masks and helmets and bearcats and snipers on the roof. Terrorists. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I think they have actually called them terrorists uh, somewhere. They who's are called terrorists. Among, who's called who the terrorists? Then, I, think, I just uh, called them terrorists. I don't know if it was CB, uh, it was like Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, I think, or something like that. Um, I don't know if it was them or if it was somebody else, but there, I, I believe there was You're accusation. you the truckers? Yeah, of like so, somehow they're talk. trying the to. The cops are the terrorists. Look who came dressed for murder. <laughs> yeah, I know. But nonetheless, the protesters, like they're actually calling terrorists, I guess because they're blocking traffic or that's the accusation. Um, it, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, the situation there is definitely, it has been escalated today. We know that over the past couple of days, the police were handing out threats to the people in the protest area. Again, for listeners that don't know if you've been hiding under a rock for the last three weeks, there has been the Freedom Convoy. Uh, a bunch of truck drivers drew, uh, drove from the west coast of Canada all the way to Ottawa, which is the capital city there in Canada. And they've been occupying the area near uh, the parliament building. And there, there was a lot of uh, horn honking and such, and uh, and then the government gang threw out a, I guess, a court order threatening the drivers with arrest if they continue to honk their horns. That was after about a week or so. There's there's a bunch of other updates. I don't know if you guys covered this yesterday, but they're like uh, seizing crypto wallets now too, apparently. I have not heard anything about them seizing crypto wallets. It, that's but like the phrasing that they're how using. How do you seize a crypto I, yeah. wallet? I'm still trying to figure that out. If I got a story, though. If you're holding the keys, they can't seize it. Yeah. I, uh, I, we I can get into that. that. I think I know what you're talking about. The The government has been making statements. There was one statement yesterday saying that they are demanding that all financial institutions refuse to do business with a set of 34 different cryptocurrency yeah. wallets. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's not the same thing as seizing them. I think uh, the words I used, at least in one story, it was they used the word seizing. But it would make sense that the media but, yeah. doesn't understand what right, they're right, talking right. about. I, obviously, that doesn't make sense. And right. I think we've talked about this uh, actually at uh, a meetup this afternoon. But um, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, certainly I think they can gain access to the crypto for some wallets if you're using a web wallet. Well, uh, if you've got yeah, your money yeah. on an exchange or an exchange, exactly, they can jack it. Absolutely, right. they'll take that in a heartbeat. Well, and this is why you know this is the, this all goes back to the expression: not your keys, not your crypto. No doubt. So we can talk more about the crypto aspect. I want to talk more right now about the the streets. What's going on in the streets of uh, Ottawa? Like I said, I've been watching this footage all day long. Uh, basically, they've brought in police from Toronto. They brought in police from Quebec. 
Uh, and then, of course, you've got the Ottawa police and probably f- elsewhere, right? But those are the two of the Out the of towners main... in there to raise trouble. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And they are there actually doing violence against these protesters. There's a scene from earlier today uh, where a protester, a few protesters, and I should point out, these people are completely peaceful. They've just been hanging around for the last few weeks, throwing uh, dance parties in the streets. They got bouncy houses for the kids. They've been cooking free food for people that uh, that come by. It's been in a really I amazing a bouncy event. house. Well, I think they've been taking, the police have been taking those down today, unfortunately. But uh, they, the police uh, that bring Bouncy in the, house. they brought in the uh, mounted officers today. So the people that are on the horse uh, horseback. And mm. what they're doing is the large numbers of cops on foot were forming lines and pushing the Freedom Convoy people in a certain direction. So they're, it looks like they're cordoning off the protest area around Parliament based on, I pulled up some maps and you know I, I got a, looked at some of the, um, you know, I don't know the area, right? Like I've never been yeah. there before, but I, I looked at some of the, uh, the buildings and, you know, looked them up and figured out where exactly these lines of cops were. And it looks to me like they're pressing the, the protesters in towards Parliament. So that sounds like they're looking to make arrests yes. of the individuals because as I understood, they were trying to push people out of that area. And now they're doing the opposite. So well, they've been giving people the warning to leave. Right. So they weren't pushing them out in the last two a year, two days, but they were saying mm, they were you trying to leave. encourage people to leave. Yeah, yeah. you better leave because something's coming. They were threatening people. Correct. Yeah. And today is the day they're terrorizes gonna, them. Yeah. Today is the day where they're uh, they're moving on those threats, mm. and so they've got a ton of cops, uh, uh, like a lot of police. Now there's still a lot of uh, freedom convoy people down there as well. And so whether they've got more cops than Freedom Convoy people, it's not really clear. The Freedom Convoy people have been holding the line fairly effectively against the police, but ultimately the police do have certain tactics that are working to move the Freedom Convoy in the direction that they want them to go, which is, again, towards uh, the Parliament Hill area. See, they need to they need to watch the... Uh the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Riker takes over uh takes over another ship and they're doing war games against the uh Enterprise and he says to uh Worf, who's his second in command, We're outmanned, we're outgunned, they got more hardware. So what do we use to win this thing? And Worf says, guile. (laughs) The problem is that they are so centralized in that one place. The city, you mean? In the city. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. The police have gone to a lot of trouble to move people in from all over the country. And they've had three weeks to do it. What they should, what I think the truckers should be doing is slowly and subtly so it's not noticed slipping out of the city so that they can take three other areas in mm-hmm. different cities mm-hmm. right and not be there when the bomb falls yeah i think that's great uh great advice target the capital cities of each province right yeah it's an interesting tactical and change get or move 
reinforcements in that process because there's all the people who have been saying, I wish I could go to Ottawa. But it's too far. But it's too far. Yeah. yeah. The gentleman who's They a need fresh troops. Libertarian guy who does uh, live streaming a lot in Canada. His name is Dan Dix uh, from a website called Press for Truth. He does a lot of uh, yeah. coverage. He just now made it to Ottawa. I just checked his channel a little while back, saw him posting on uh, social media and he was streaming that it took him six days of driving because these guys can't fly, right? You, if you're a unvaccinated, well, person, oh right, you know what I mean. If you're an unvaccinated <laughs> person in uh, Canada, you will not be allowed on an airplane. So you have to drive. A, I think that's the case in the United States too. No, that's not true. No, no, it's uh, they they force you to wear a mask in the United States. Oh, but it's the no mask that's required. required. Okay, and I'm you sorry. have to wear you're the right. mask even if you're vaccinated, right? Correct. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, he just got there after six days of winter weather driving to get from British Columbia, the mm. westernmost province, over to Ottawa. But, hey, he's there now. But I think you make a great point, nobody. People uh, should consider that tactic. Unfortunately, at this point, the police are basically cordoning off some of the key protest areas. They actually were smashing windows and breaking into trucks and RVs earlier today. Interesting. So I I've also heard that they've stopped. Uh, they they've got the the whole place surrounded too, and they're preventing people from coming in. New people from coming in. That's so probably true. They're um as I understand it, they have uh been checking. I guess they're checking IDs and somehow figuring out if you're a resident, and they're mm-hmm. letting residents in. I guess, but not not outsiders. Who's, like, outsiders. Um yeah, or and or people who have business in the city. I guess. So one solution would be for those new people who are already behind the lines and not being hassled by the police until they get to Ottawa, they're the logical people to set up the first ground in some new city. we got more coming up here. You can weigh in on the crackdown that is going pretty hot and heavy today in Ottawa, although it's not very hot out. It's like 10 degrees. Uh, More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. We are talking about the situation in Ottawa with the Freedom Convoy that has completed now three full weeks of peaceful protests on the ground in the capital city of Canada. And now the police are coming in with huge numbers. They brought in officers from surrounding cities. They brought in federal uh, agents, the RCMP and they are doing what they can to intimidate people to try to get them to leave. And those who have not left, they are pushing them in a specific direction, which appears to be, at least from the footage I've seen today, appears to be towards Parliament Hill. Are they kettling them, do you think? Yes. Yeah, okay. there's a huge line of cops that uh, it, at one point when I saw it earlier was they were by the Weston Hotel, which is sort of to a couple like a block away from the main protest area. They were coming up the street next to the Weston Hotel, at least three cops deep, this full line of cops, three cops deep. Now, of course, there's plenty of uh, Freedom Convoy people on the other side of it. They were all linking arms and, you know, chanting freedom and uh, singing their national anthem and that sort of thing. But behind the three cops deep, there were also dozens more yellow jacketed police uh, agents that were walking in a, in a line towards the, uh, the protesters. So and this was just on one street. So they have a tremendous amount of police that have been brought to bear 
on these protesters the, today. Do, do we have numbers like or estimates on like what, how many police there are and how many protesters there are? I'm just kind of know. I'm, all I'm I can really see, curious what the numbers are. I don't know. All all you can do is you can you can either go to the mainstream media, which yeah. you know you're going to get lies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can also go to the independent media, which is what I've been watching all day long. Rebel News gets a lot of credit. Uh, they're a Canadian freedom-oriented news organization from what i can tell they might be right-wing i don't know what their political viewpoint is but at least in this case they seem pretty freedom friendly Mm. they've been uh, they've got more than one reporter on the ground in this area they've been live streaming and posting video clips all day long but you can't you know they're only in a couple different places so you can't get a real feel for the total police presence on the ground i I was watching understanding is some of the stuff they they didn't set around charlottesville uh, during the night, the right was pretty suspect, but I don't know if that was just one guy. Oh, okay. Or, uh, I, I, I didn't or know they what, had a U.S. division. I thought they were like a Canadian thing. No, I, I, uh, my understanding is they were they were in uh, in Charlotte. So. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, I watched some of the like live uh, video where people would go around, and I was actually pretty impressed at not so much the number of people, but how spread out it was. In just terms of like the protests, like there yeah. are uh, many, many city blocks worth of these uh, kind of like these camps, I guess. And mm-hmm. there's yeah. people all in the middle, too, as well. And so these these guys just walk around watching the, you know, uh, filming and you can see that this is like blocks and blocks and blocks. So it's it's there's a, definitely a lot of people. But how many is really hard to guess. You're talking guess about a lot of protesters. Yeah. Yeah. There like, are a lot of them. They, they they're primarily stationed around the parliament hill area once you start getting away from Mm -hmm. that area it thins out quite a bit uh, because that's where the main stage is that's where you know a lot of the trucks are parked Uh, but that's where they're pushing it seems at least that's where they're pushing the protesters towards now they're cordoning off the main drags that are you know heading in this direction they're pushing slowly they're they're not making a ton of arrests but they are arresting. There was a police report earlier saying they'd made at least 70 arrests today. And I've seen some arrests happening. I've seen them pepper spraying people. Uh, I've seen people being trampled by horses. So what they've done is they've got the mounted police in here and like, you know, maybe a dozen of them. And what they'll do is you've got the line of cops, which is, again, as I said, like two or three cops deep pushing slowly against the protesters and then what will happen is the horsed uh, cops the mounted cops will come in from the side and they'll ride across the line which of course is going to make the protesters stand back because they don't want to get trampled right and they know they will get trampled because protesters have been trampled today uh so once the horses come in it basically breaks the protesters away from the police by like, you know, six feet or whatever, they have to step back to avoid the horses. And then the police line fills in the gap. So it's a way that they're using these horses I wonder, to move the protesters back hmm. faster than the, the police yeah. on the ground could otherwise I, I push I wonder if them. there's tactics that they could use to hinder that. Like, I mean, there's there's like noises and things that animals tend not to like. I wonder if hmm. like, there's anything they, they could do to fight back against that kind of Good tactic. question. I can tell you, at least as far as noises are concerned, I was told that the LRAD trucks are out today. So they're using the super i think it's super high frequency kind of sound mm. to disturb the protesters so oh, noises are being used against the uh the freedom convoy right, today right, right. by the police i wonder if they're going to be bringing out the uh, heat cannons what is that um like ba- no basically it's a uh, microwave oh, it warms up your skin right 
Uh, well, it, I mean, sort of. it can set you on fire if they want to. Really, is my understanding. Wow. Yes, it's like uh, it's like directing a, it's, it's a microwave actual, oven at you. Yeah, wow. it's not actual like fire. Like your skin's not going to catch fire, yeah. but it feels like that. Mm. Yeah, microwave oven. Got it. Uh, so some of the things that I observed today was many of these police their badges, their name badge was covered. So well, they should be ashamed. Yeah. You could not identify who these men and women were. Uh, there were snipers on the rooftops. There were, you know, a ton of cops all over the place. But one thing that was positive that I that I saw on more than one occasion when the police would press in on the Freedom Convoy uh, line, every now and then the cops would try to grab somebody and take them you know like put them in pull them into the police line and arrest them Mm -hmm. or whatever but what i'd see happen would the crowd the freedom convoy people would reach out and grab their awesome (laughs) their compatriot and they would pull harder than the police would and they would get their whoever it was whoever the police's victim was wrench them out of the police's hands and then shove them back through the line of the freedom convoy rescuing them from the grips of the police and i saw that happen on more than one occasion and so that was a pretty uh, uplifting thing to see happen yeah it's it's a really dangerous game because the thing is fighting with the police is it's very much like what um mark twain said about arguing with fools Mm -hmm. he said never argue with a fool because they'll drag you down to their level and then beat you beat you with experience. Mm. And the thing is, a lot of these police are ex-military. A lot of them have spent a fair amount of time murdering random peaceful people in their homes. Right. And they can do it without a second thought. And normal people can't do that. You know? And also, you the the... Any any actual self-defense, the media is going to spin it. They're going to re-edit the video, mm-hmm. and they're going to make it look like Terrorism. it was the protesters being violent. Mm-hmm. Because the, the media is all in. They are effectively the entertainment arm of the military-industrial complex right now. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you're right, but at the same time, it's like... It's it's good to start off. This is one of the things where it's like I think at a certain point it's like it's good to start off you know peaceful, but at some point it's like you know you're just going to get abused if you if you continue to to remain peaceful. But again, I I'm not a favor of violence. I wouldn't advocate for violence. I'm I'm just saying it's. it's There's more coming up here. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. The Freedom Convoy folks are remaining entirely peaceful. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Welcome 
It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, although we are talking about the latest from Ottawa. If you have been paying attention to this situation today, as I have been, and you want to weigh in, because obviously there's multiple video feeds from independent journalists that are down on the scene. Maybe you saw some stuff I didn't, but it looks like a total police state coming in, and they're coming in hard. Uh, It is absolutely an awful situation there where I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands, of cops are on the ground there now. And it's uh, they're trying to tip the scales. They're trying to change the numbers in their favor. Whether they have it or not remains to be seen. They're pushing slowly, and it might just be that they're waiting until nightfall to bring out the really ugly tactics. Uh, And it is now dark there in Ottawa. They, for six hours today... I think they said one of the reporters from Rebel News said they started at around 11 a.m. They they started with these tactics of lining up the cops on certain uh, certain thoroughfares and just slowly moving the protesters down towards the Parliament Hill area. At least that's what I saw happening. If you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. You can join us here tonight. You've got Ian nobody and chris and don't forget that bitcoin.com is a great source for learning about cryptocurrency that's where you can go to get started just click get started at the top of the page and that will give you uh, links to some introductory videos that will give you some of the basics about decentralization of money what does that really mean what is a blockchain some of the basic concepts you need to understand about cryptocurrency over at bitcoin.com again click get started if you're not brand new to crypto you can always get the latest news headlines over at news.bitcoin.com they got them every day and they do great reporting over there that's news.bitcoin.com we're going to go to your phone calls you can bring up anything it doesn't have to be uh, Uh, Freedom Convoy related. Sam is on the line in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Sam. Yeah, I just saw you guys talking about FedCoin the other night and the possibility of that being introduced. FedCoin? And I just, yeah, Mm -hmm. like the the digital dollar that they want to introduce. Yeah. And I'm almost wondering if, like, when they do that, if they'll basically give, like, such a short period of time to where, like, not everybody will be able to turn in their dollars to where there will be some, like, outstanding paper dollars that will be, like, worthless or something. You know, it's interesting you should uh, bring that up because they're, India did it um, um, uh, or something. I don't want to say they, they totally did it, but they definitely got rid of uh, a larger denomination bill. I think, like, anything over, like, a couple of dollars, basically, mm-hmm. they got rid of. And how long did they give people to turn them in? It was a really short time period, just like you're saying, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, they weeks. like short time periods on that kind of thing, because that way the connected people are able to redeem their stuff, and the ordinary citizen gets left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in India, it, they had lines forming, and I don't think they wow. had much time at all, like, uh, maybe a couple couple of weeks notice I th- I, and whatever it was it was really short and as what a result it, they basically had line long long lines all over the country forming in Damn. order to at banks in order to like I, I mean I, I don't know I guess it's put money into accounts they'd be exchanging or, is what they would probably or, be doing I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, because banknotes for new banknotes is what I remember it's, right. it's such a small amount so I don't know if they would have exchanged I mean a couple of dollars us i mean i i guess they you know they obviously don't have as much money in india generally i mean you know overall um but uh, i mean tw- a couple of dollars i mean if you have like a 20 that's i mean how many bills small bills would you would you get if you exchange your 20 for a for a bunch of two dollar bills that's 
you'd get ten. Right, and if you had hundreds of dollars, <laughs> or well, I don't yeah, know, very Chris. funny. Uh, I don't think people would stand in line if it wasn't worth their. You know, they didn't see it as worth their time. Well, no, no. no. What I'm saying is, it probably ended up in a bank account. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, Sam, what else did you want to say about it? Well, I mean, the last time the U.S. switched currencies, the silver standard to the fiat, they only really gave people like a month, I think, to hmm. get out of silver certificates. So that's kind of what's making me think like when they do this. They had they to exchange silver certificates back in the day? I didn't know that. Yeah, you had about a month period to change silver certificates into like for raw silver in 68. Wow. Well, and of course, the the bigger scam than that was, remember that the U.S. dollar was backed by gold. Mm-hmm. At least American citizens couldn't redeem it for gold, but foreign banks could. And that was the promise, the treaty they entered into at Bretton Woods. And when Nixon closed the, closed the gold window, how much warning did he give the people who were holding those supposedly redeemable dollars an hour? Hmm. None. The gold window was already shot, mm-hmm. shut when he made the announcement. Wow. So that was literally zero time. Yeah, I, ex- I mean, it's hard to say what to expect here. I would think I that- expect you'll be happy if you're not in dollars if and when this happens. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Golden this is, crypto. Yeah, this is something you can plan for. You if you see this on the horizon and, and it seems like something they're planning on doing, uh given that they've done a lot of studying, they've come up with proposed software apparently. I can talk about that here. I've got a, I've had a story I've been sitting on from Forbes about it in uh, for the last few days. So what is the software going to be like? a wallet that specifically holds fed coins or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah you would have your own government wallet uh that of course would not be your own it would be their government wallet that would have your name or social security <laughs> number as- associated with it and of course it would be able to access anything on your phone because mm. why would google say no yeah it, right. it's probably just a monopoly of a sql database in the background with a monopoly on the the so-called wallet uh well, yeah. as Captain Kickass always likes to say, the IRS really stands for theirs. Indeed, yeah. Sam. Uh, anything else you want to share? Uh, the other thing I could think of that might be worth stacking for an event like that would be liquor of some kind. But other than that, no. Yeah, that does tend to liquor stay valuable. And weed. Yep, uh, liquor and weed. People are going to want that stuff. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Toilet paper. Uh, the number six zero three. Of course, you might be able to use the dollars for that eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, there's f- basically <laughs> yeah, uh, six precious metals mm-hmm. un- under those circumstances. You've got platinum, gold, silver, lead, steel, and brass. Mm-hmm. But the lead, steel, and brass have to be in very specific shapes to be useful. <laughs> 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, I mean, since he brought it up, I've been sitting on it. Let's talk about it. We can come back to Ottawa here in just a moment. But uh, the story from Forbes, the Federal Reserve has designed a digital dollar that handles 1.7 million transactions per second, so they say. Well, it's easy to do if you're just doing a SQL database. Right. right. Like, this is what I'm talking about, guys. It literally is a database. Yeah, a centralized yeah. database. Just a normal database. Right. 
uh, run by a centralized corporation known as the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve that they have complete control over. Yeah. Uh, that's what this is going to be. The story here uh, from Forbes, as the race against China's development of its central bank digital currency, or CBDC, known as the digital yuan, continues, the Federal Reserve in the U.S. Known as digital crap. Accomplished a feat in testing a design for a U.S. digital dollar that in one of two tests managed to handle 1.7 million transactions per second. A report released last Thursday provided... Visa does more than that, don't they? ...provided the initial findings of research conducted as a collaboration between the Boston Federal Reserve and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, dubbed Project Hamilton... The report describes a theoretical, high-performance, and resilient transaction processor for a CBDC that was developed using open-source research. See, it's going to be open-source. Yeah, open-source research is not <laughs> the same thing as open-source software, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, they uh, did open-source research software called OpenCBDC. According to the Fed's report, a core processing engine for the hypothetical general purpose CBDC was created that produced one code base capable of 1.7 million transactions per second. The vast majority of transactions reached settlement finality in under two seconds. See, it's going to be faster than Bitcoin, guys. Oh, but not more secure. And wait until it gets hacked. Well, yeah, that's an interesting question there. Spend a few thousand dollars on on servers. I'll whip the same thing up for you. It's there you go. Not hard yeah, when you get... don't have to have to worry about actually having a secure decentralized system. There's yep. more coming up. You can join us here. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And we've been talking about Ottawa and what's been going on there. We're going to get back into that conversation. But one of our callers brought up the idea of this so-called central bank digital currency, which is seems like a plot on behalf of the federal government, of course, China's doing one, and a bunch of other countries around the country are. They're doing about one. It. No, yes, they are the digital <laughs> uh, one. Uh, and they, so, yeah, they've been talking about it over there, and I guess they're closer to completion than the United States Federal Reserve. But it seems like a plot uh, to try to confuse people into thinking that the government is going to offer a cryptocurrency. And that's not at all what's going to happen. No, they're going to offer a a digital currency that they can confiscate any time they want to. Right out of your wallet, just like the bank can do now. But in, in theory... The banks will be prosecuted if they rob you blind. Mm-hmm. We already know that the government robs you blind every day and gets away with it. Yeah, it's it's curious. It, it sounds like what they're kind of proposing and, and why they probably aren't speeding to roll us out is they're going to have a monopoly on payment systems. So you'd be you wouldn't have Visa. You wouldn't have MasterCard. You wouldn't have. Uh, you know, uh, what are some of the other ones? PayPal. You well, and have... that's the reason why they're getting pushback from the banking right. industry on this. The bankers are against a CBDC right. because it takes power out of their right. hands. And, and, and basically, the government it appears would be monopolizing the payment mm-hmm. systems, the payment networks. Well, it's already monopolized. That's it, the it, whole point of a, money. Obviously, obviously, you're right. From a regulatory standpoint, it is, is already monopolized. Well, it's more like an oligopoly. 
Right. Um, well, it's a cartel, a which is a well, form of, of monopoly. Yeah, I mean, but it's still over the overarching uh, figure is the government, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody mm-hmm. has to comply with whatever the government's rules are. Well, yes, they're but, the ones that can murder you. But it would be going from several government-controlled private, quote-unquote, entities, corporate entities, to simply the Federal Reserve having if, yeah, I mean, total Theoretically, control. there is some competition right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's arguable that there really isn't mm-hmm. because they're so heavily regulated, yes. but yeah. And the Federal Reserve is more or less owned by the banks, though. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it's certainly probably not so true when it comes to a local bank, but the big corporate banks, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, the big yeah. corporate banks. The the local banks are, are you know, the small competitors <sighs> get no respect in, in any industry that's been cartelized by the monsters. Uh, I've got a story here from Forbes that we're looking at with the latest on this CBDC research that they've been doing called Project Hamilton, named after a central banker from the early days of the United States. And they're bragging about the number of transactions per second that they can handle. And we did check during the break. And apparently, uh, according to the Internet, at least, Visa can do 65,000 transactions per second. uh, And they're claiming this new federal CBDC will do 1.7 million transactions per second. But as you guys pointed out, it's just transactions moving around a database, a centrally hosted uh, database. And this is kind of funny Mm -hmm. to brag about this. So if you scale, you know, I'm sure that Visa, like, right, so they're saying they can do 65,000 right now Mm -hmm. or whatever for Visa, right? But that doesn't mean Visa couldn't do more. It's just what their current capacity is. So they add some more servers and magically they can do more transactions, probably. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's basically all they need is if more people want to make (laughs) transactions and they're going to make a little bit of profit off each of those uh, transactions and they're going to buy more servers. Right. I mean, th- that's why this is kind of a joke to say, okay, well, 1.4 million transactions. Well, okay. So you, you basically, and, and the thing is, this is just like a test. So it's like, okay, so you just, uh, and I don't know, I don't know exactly how they did this or what they did exactly, but they powered up Amazon, whatever, and then mm-hmm. they, cl- they distributed it to the cloud. And, and then all of a sudden they can probably do a test that competes, you know, against what Amazon's got. The Fed revealed the design of the CBDC transaction processor was also released on GitHub. According to the Boston Fed, the second phase of Project Hamilton will demonstrate how open CBDC, because again, they're claiming this is open source, will build upon the initial model to allow flexibility in design that will incorporate how policymakers may implement an actual CBDC. Quote, there are still many remaining challenges in determining whether or how to adopt a central bank payment system for the United States, said the director of the Digital Currency Initiative at MIT, who helped work on this project. He says further, what is clear is that open source software provides an important way to collaborate, experiment, and implement. In addition to supporting collaboration, monetary systems benefit from transparency and verifiability, which open source offers. Do you guys believe any of this? Not a um, not a. Well, you know, what it makes me wonder is is I'm thinking about uh, I was thinking about this this morning, actually, that right now we've got uh, uh, cell 411 under the MIT license, Mm -hmm. which is not restrictive at all. And I was thinking maybe we should put it under BIPCOT. (laughs) uh, So that anybody can do whatever they want with it. Except, Except the, the government. government. I, 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 I feel I feel for the Bitcoin, you know, the idea of the Bitcoin license. Bitcoin, yeah. I I have to I have to speak out against it only because it causes issues with intercom 
intercompatibility, uh, so it undermines free software development just There's in general. Absolutely no um, reason but, for this particular system to be compatible with anything the government has because yeah, it will yeah. never. That's true. That's true. I, again, it's just the license in general, not specific to, yeah, to this. There, obviously, there are but. cases where Bipcot is appropriate. There are cases where it's not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but hold on. So why would the? I mean, I, I think Bipcot is a cute thing. But it, should, it wouldn't stop the government from using your co- your code for whatever they wanted, right? Like, it's yeah, just I like, mean, they, oh, they just refuse to to uh, so it's to actually enforce the laws. But yeah. you know <laughs> that that basically every every time you can force them to openly do what they normally hide, mm-hmm. which is break their own rules whenever it suits them, a few people wake up. A few people say, wait a minute, that's dirty pool. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't realize the government was that bad, <laughs> but I guess they are. Just like every time they, every murder makes somebody say, oh my God, I didn't realize the government was that bad, especially yeah. if the person murdered was somebody they love. And that's what's happening, of course, right now in Ottawa, where people are being trampled by horses. There's a tremendous uh, amount of violence mm-hmm. on the part of the police, and it's all being recorded. You know, As they're yeah. saying on these camera feeds, the world is watching, and they because, are. Because you know, we all know, it's a matter of fact, that these national leaders order drone strikes mm-hmm. on a daily or monthly business that kill innocent children all over the world. But they do it far away. And for some reason, people think it doesn't matter if it's far away. Mm. But it matters when to those you people. can see mm. the blood, when it's your uncle or your wife or your uh, mother or your girlfriend who's been murdered or brutalized or stepped into the crossfire, all of a sudden it becomes very real mm-hmm. in a way that to most people, the the constant murder of ran- random brown people doesn't seem to be. Mm. Yeah, it's I I think you're right, uh, nobody. The danger uh I think I think we can see the dangers of the military, you know, what they do overseas because what what does it what stops them from doing it to us? You know, yeah. nothing. There's nothing that stops them from doing it coming back coming coming back to us. It's like um, everybody it's, thought a rigged election <laughs> was so absurd and it's like the CIA has been rigging elections all over the world for decades. What makes you think they don't do it here? Yeah. Oh, they've got morals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right that's uh that's a good one yeah <laughs> oh it's ridiculous in theory they're not allowed to do it of course in theory there's no difference yeah. between theory and practice well but in practice there generally is even the uh, cia was revealed just what last week uh edward snowden posted about oh, a couple yeah. of senators that came out and admitted that they had found the cia mm-hmm. was spying wholesale on americans just like the nsa was was caught wasn't, doing a decade ago wasn't this nsa there's no such agency what was the organization that was spying on the senators that were supposed to be supervising like the it was either the nsa or cia or something like that like know. the national intelligence organizations that that were the the Senate was supposed to be supervising, uh, basically had their own systems backdoored by the organization that they were oh, supposed to be supervising. Yeah, that figures, mm-hmm. and it yeah. got 
it got out. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it became known, and there was a big backlash. Right. Like, but the backlash meaning is meaningless. It is. They need to shut down the NSA, no, and they're they not going to shut down the CIA. Right, right. And that's the thing. They're it's just like, going to say that anybody believe, who believes that it, that it happened was a crazy conspiracy theory. Well, this is something what that they, about the crazy thing they uh, the, you know, the NSA or CIA they actually admitted to it, and they said it was yeah. for the, the senator's security or something. <laughs> Remember was when the most they were feeding mind altering substances to random innocent Americans mm-hmm. in in MK, MK Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. Why wasn't somebody crucified for that? Yeah, I don't even think well, the senators believe they do all the crucifying and they're not going <laughs> to crucify themselves. All right, we got more coming up guys. Hour 2's next. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We've been talking about the Freedom Convoy quite a bit here on Free Talk Live, and that's because, well, it's one of the most interesting protest stories we've seen in a very long time uh, happening up in Ottawa. But not just Ottawa, as we learned. It's also uh, been happening at the bridges and the crossing points between the United States and Canada at various different uh, spots. We had a guy call in from Calgary earlier this week, uh, which is the uh, province of Alberta. And there's a little town called Coots down there where people have been occupying the uh, the crossing there. In fact, the police have cut off the roads going into Coots to try to keep people from backing those folks up. But farmers... We're going to blockade the roads, so you can't blockade the roads. Well, it didn't work because farmers that were along that road allowed the people to come through their farmland to get down to uh, Coots. So there's been an amazing amount of cooperation amongst the, the people of Canada there. And this you know does go to some extent to what you were saying earlier, nobody, of the idea of let's split this thing up. They, they actually have done mm-hmm. that to some extent in that there are the protests happening at the crossings. They're not in the capital cities, but they're at the border crossings there mm-hmm. where they can have an impact in a, with a smaller number of people. And and they don't have to be in, in, the, in the capital cities. They can be any place there's something of importance. And the thing is, you don't want it to be predictable. Okay, Mm -hmm. because the 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 monsters have overwhelming force at their command. Mm. They can call in airstrikes. They can nuke you if they want to. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine them nuking a, a bridge to take out the protesters now. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. are, I mean, there are critical arteries, and those are probably some of the places that, you know, may be worthy of focusing on if you want to get the, if you really want to get the government's attention, mm-hmm. which I think they did. I think they did to some degree with, you know, with the, the major uh, bridge crossing uh, between Canada and the United States. So, yeah. But you have to be very careful what you what you do. You oh, yeah. Don't you don't want to become a problem for your fellow citizens, right? You want to be a problem for the government. Well, and this is this is kind of uh, this is kind of the thing. You know, I think we've spoken about this before. Is shutting down roads and you know transit and things like that may not necessarily get you friends. So, and they didn't shut down mm-hmm. roads in the case of Ottawa. They've blocked off some of the lanes, but they have not completely closed right, right. Uh, those roads. And they've been very, uh, very careful, very cautious with how they've organized this protest. And I was saying the other night, I don't think there's very much that I could criticize about what they've done. I think they've done it very, very no, well. I, th- I think they've done a beautiful job. I think they overdid the horn honking, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that did, you know, become a problem for a lot of a lot of the neighbors. But you know, well, most of them work for the government anyway, yeah. so you screw them. I mean, yeah. it's you know, in some to some degree, some of that is probably how do I say this? It it it's you have to have a certain spirit to keep people there and keep people going. Mm-hmm. I mean, think mm-hmm. about if you're if you're somewhere for you know, I mean, I can go to a three protest for now. three hours. And right? the other thing is, right. there was a complete media blackout on this thing right. when it started, and so any noise that was they had to make noise themselves right. mm-hmm. if they were going to be, going to be heard so yeah. you know i'm not going to say that was even bad strategy i'm going to say there was a cost associated with it yeah some of the fence sitters jumped the wrong way you're, because of it you're always going to get criticism no matter what you do that's right? true oh, so yeah. i i think uh you know being critical over yeah. the horn honking like i mean seriously? i can criticize things about my rally yeah absolutely sure. absolutely I, I screwed some stuff up absolutely i mean nobody's gonna do it perfect and i think it's i think it is a bit overly critical I think to criticize the horn hawking and it's like, I mean, and honestly, I, like, I think your average person's probably going to roll their eyes by hearing you're complaining about horn honking. Like, well, like, I can understand if you live down there, it's no, going to be really disturbing. I can understand yeah. it from the perspective you, of the person who's being affected. our view of it. I just don't necessarily know that your average person elsewhere in the country is going to be like, I think they're going to be rolling their eyes over horn hawking. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, So one of the things that happened yesterday uh, that we mentioned during the show was that a man named Chris Barber, who was identified as one of the so-called organizers of the Freedom Convoy, was arrested peacefully, of course, in the streets of Ottawa. Now I hadn't but, heard there's his... no such thing as a peaceful arrest. Well, well an thank arrest you for is an act of violence. Yeah. That's true. Violent on the police's part, but uh, but he went without fighting back. I guess is what I should say. And uh, so there was he refrained from self defense. Correct. Uh, Chris Barber I, was a name I didn't recognize. I mean, I've been seeing some of the protesters. One of them was uh, B.J. Dichter and another Tamara Lick. Uh, and <laughs> Are these real names? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Tamara was arrested last night as well. After the show, 
I saw the footage of that arrest, and she, again, was taken off in as Canadian a fashion as you can possibly imagine, where everybody was, you know, as kind as possible uh, (laughs) during the arrest, but... Did they drive uh, a tank through her house? No, thankfully no. It was on the yeah, streets. It could have been worse. Uh, I don't know where her house is, but I suspect she doesn't live in uh, in the immediate vicinity. Uh, so she was on the streets, and what I was wondering at the time, like, what are these people being charged with? Because the initial news reports mischief. That's that was it. But they but the initial news reports did not have any list of charges. They said that the police would bring charges later. So I guess at the time of the arrest, mm-hmm. the cops don't always tell you in Canada that's, what it is you're being charged. It, that's with. actually true in the United States too. Um, they I, didn't tell me yeah. what they were arresting or arresting me for when they raided the house. The hmm. the guy said he didn't know. Wow. And I said you, you're willing to just they had assault a list. somebody's house. <laughs> Without even knowing why you're there, don't Amazing. you have a conscience at all? What did he say to that? Uh, he was like, no "Well, <laughs> I, I trust the people I work for." Mm. Oh, really? He actually responded. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, so Chris Barber was charged with counseling to commit mischief, obstruction, counseling to commit mischief, and counseling to commit. That's a job for me. I should be a mischief <laughs> counselor. <laughs> And his final third charge is counseling to commit obstruction. Now, that to me sounds like that might be their term for conspiracy. Uh, That's just a guess on my part. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 I'm guessing it's, it's, uh, somewhere between like conspiracy and incitement. Mm. Um, uh, Tamara Lich was charged with counseling to commit mischief as well. So those are the charges that they're facing. The Freedom Convoy 2022 uh, Twitter account, which is our Freedom Convoy, is stating today that with all these arrests that have been happening today, dozens of people have been arrested, at least according to the police's claims. They say that they've received confirmation that peaceful protesters are being detained, held by police for a short time, and then released with a warning. So that's kind of an interesting development. Now, is that what's happening to these uh, to these leaders, or is no. that what's the happening to ordinary program? That that's supposedly uh, what's happening to the ordinary protesters, according to yeah. the Freedom Convoy 2022 account. Yeah, it, this sounds like they're basically being charged with conspiracy to protest, which is it, it just sounds insane to me that that's what they're actually conspiracy to, to exercise right, your constitutional like, right. Right. Like, right. Like seriously, you're you're going to charge them? I mean, this is this is this like this reminds me of something that might go on in china or some other you know or maybe russia or oh something. yeah not not canada yeah well the the monsters are showing their true colors and in canada the color is red mm-hmm. it's absolutely true <laughs> so that's interesting though if they're actually not charging people if they're just arresting them or quote-unquote detaining them moving them away from the protest zone and then telling them don't come back or else we're going to get serious. This is a way for them to reduce the number of protesters that they're dealing with, which is what they want to do. They want to attrition the protesters down. That's why they came in last night and the night before that, and they handed out flyers to the people that were in the protest mm-hmm. area saying, if you stay here, you could be charged. You could be facing you know, uh, charges under the Emergencies Act, maybe up to $100,000 fines. And that's what they did on the bridge at uh, Windsor as well. They handed out the flyers the night before. Then they came in with dozens of cops, pushed the protesters back, convinced the truckers to leave. So they're trying to whittle down the number of protesters that they have to deal with here. And then 
That's their tactic. I'm wondering if a general strike is the right answer because that's very difficult to respond to. Yeah, and you're not blocking city streets or anything like that in that case. There's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. And you can take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been following the situation in Ottawa with the Freedom Convoy for the last three weeks, and things have escalated big time today with the appearance of a whole lot of cops. Uh, cops coming in from other I hate cities. It when that happens. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, cops coming in from other cities like Toronto, uh, as well as the, the province of Quebec. So I presume Montreal or Quebec City, and they are uh, they're in large numbers. They've got horseback cops as well that apparently trampling people. There's video of people being trampled uh, by the horseback cops. And they're pushing people, they're pushing the uh, Freedom Convoy people into what appears to be away from the rest of the city and into the protest zone. Over the past couple of nights, they've been threatening the, uh, the convoy protesters, telling them to leave. And now they've been actually cordoning off some of the, the areas with the trucks parked. And they've been arresting some of the drivers, apparently, according to one of the reporters from Rebel News earlier today. And then they've actually been breaking into the truck. So there was one uh, one part, some of the video I saw earlier today, where they smashed the window on a a big rig, Mm. like the front uh, windshield. They smashed it in so they could reach in and... Uh, unlock it and then they also there was a video footage of somebody somebody's rv where the police came with like a pry bar and basically pried pried open the door mm-hmm. to are get they in there. stealing the trucks uh presumably that's what they're going to do maybe they're yeah. just searching them i don't know but i but i did see the ottawa police uh twitter account claiming they they towed a couple dozen trucks today mm-hmm. so they apparently have found some tow truck drivers some scum a uh, tow truck driver who's willing to target his fellow drivers. I, there was, I, I think, some question about whether or not the tow truck drivers would be ordered to under threat of uh, violence by the state. Yeah, that's so one of the things I don't that, know if that happened that or not. But uh, emergency powers uh, law allows is they can basically, and we have the same thing in the United States. It hasn't been invoked. They can basically nationalize private companies. Really, and yeah. enslave the employees. Yep. Well, what happens if the co- if the employees are like I'm not coming to work? They throw them in jail. Maybe, or maybe they just steal the tow trucks, mm. and maybe they have, have a tr- a uh, national guard it. people who can mm-hmm. who can drive it. I mean, if you don't mind damaging the truck, I'm sure anybody can drive an 18 wheeler. Mm. It might be slow and awkward, but you know. Um, they don't have to care if they break the thing. I, I have to wonder, too, it just, uh, uh, and I doubt any of you guys know if Canada has uh, immunity, the government immunizes itself against you know liability uh, for, you know say, trampling or killing somebody. Well, they play the game, but they're also the referee, and that's kind of automatic immunity if you want it to be. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Like, can you sue the government in Canada? Because you can't in the United States. I mean, you can try. I mean, you can. You less. have. 
Um, yeah, except that it's one. extremely limited. Um, yeah, it so the, when, the the situation when you consume in the United States is pretty much restricted to if like they touch your camera, um, and that's because it's a free speech. It has to be a clear. There has to be clear precedent mm-hmm. uh, and a ruling, and and, and, and it they, has to be unoriginal. Right. So, um, which means that you can't create new precedent, which is crazy. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, if somebody comes up with a creative way to violate your rights, oh. Well, they nobody ever thought of that before, and the government's just like, I'm not even mad. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, if, if, if you take your fist and, you, and you know, a cop takes his fist and he, he he goes for your camera, oh, you can't sue him over that. But if he touches your camera because there's a prior precedent, you can. Like, that's the but insanity. But he can shoot you dead and nobody will do anything. You're talking uh, right. about qualified immunity, right. by the way. Right. That's the code word that protects yep. these people. Uh, so I just want to share this quote from the Ottawa police. This was tweeted earlier today. So this morning. At 9.43, Ottawa police tweeted this, quote, All media who are attending the area, please keep a distance and stay out of police operations for your safety. (laughs) Anyone found within areas undergoing enforcement may be subject to arrest. We want a media blackout while we brutalize people is what they're saying. Now, what what I expect them to do, if you are media and you're in Canada... Um, or if I was media and I was in Canada, I would be expecting that when they really get bloody and brutal, mm-hmm. that they're also going to shut down Internet service mm-hmm. in those areas. So be per- don't depend on your ability to live stream. Have a hard drive yeah. you can so spool you can record. to yeah. and upload later. So, so this is a perfect time for drones, people. If you're if you're a you know a reporter or in the mm. media, uh, get your drones out and use them. That's good advice. Yeah, because you can do that from inside a building yeah. or whatever, and, and they can't find you ideally, as easily. Ideally, yeah, that and ideally, <laughs> hopefully, not use your cellular connection to do live stream. Mm-hmm. Record it, stream it to your. Whatever your your, I'm not sure exactly how it does. How, a camcorder how works, would be a great thing to have. Yeah, but if you because because the problem is they can also stifle your cellular connection. Right. But if it and that's why if it's a wireless stream as opposed to a cellular stream um, from the camera itself on the drone, uh, you'll you'll make sure you get the video. And this is why we need mesh networking because with mesh networking, you. You're not subject to that sort of thing. You can mesh with other people, and so long as it's a local disruption, you can get your data out of that area Mm -hmm. to a place where it can be uploaded to the backbone. Police on their Twitter are saying that anyone within the protest zone will be arrested. Uh, so they're saying you either leave now or else you'll be arrested. Although, the again, the protesters are saying they're only getting a warning. So they're being, quote unquote, arrested, but they're actually not being charged with anything. They're being threatened and violated, mm-hmm. but not arrested. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, makes me wonder if maybe a charge will come later. Maybe they're releasing and, them and now. And that's something and... that is something that the cops will do frequently. If they're um, releasing them with, with a warning, it probably just means they haven't committed a crime. Good point. Um, or they don't yeah. have evidence of it. Or they don't well, think they can get a conviction of, on it. It reminds me of when uh, Julian Heiklin. Do you remember that name? He was the uh, yeah, he elderly was the man. old guy. Yeah, yeah he, he rocked. He would go out in he front died, of federal... I don't know. He would go out in front of federal court. Uh, federal courts you go to different ones yeah right right. and he would do jury nullification outreach and that is a completely legal 
thing to do. It is not jury tampering. You're simply informing jurors of their right to nullify a verdict, which means they have a right to use their conscience and vote not guilty if they if they so choose, if they think the law itself is bad that the person is being charged with. So he's informing people of this. And he was arrested more times than I could, can count by the Federal Protective Service. Yeah. And then cut loose, yeah, because with it's just a warning. It's not a crime. The way the way the law is written, if I recall, is it something like you have to go to a specific person or jury and mm-hmm. try to influence that? If you're just That's handing right. out jury it nullification advice, you're not specific doing that. to the case, right? Correct. Exactly. You're yeah. not targeting a jury in order to influence a case. You're simply doing it generically and that's not something that's the purview of the that particular law correct uh, no and this is a this is an excellent thing i don't know in america the way you get jury duty is registering to vote so if you care about freedom even if you absolutely refuse to vote register some places because if you get jury duty you can save an innocent. Some places you can get jury duty just for having a driver's license. And oh, I think New Hampshire might be one of those places. I think it's both registration of votes and drivers. But more coming up here. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Here you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. It doesn't have to be related to the Freedom Convoy, but that's definitely the major topic on this program in the last three weeks. There's been so much of interest to people that love freedom and what's going on there in Ottawa and at the various different border crossing points in Canada. Uh, It's Ian, Nobody, and Chris in the studio here tonight. Don't forget, you can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. We have our own social media platform, by the way. It is a Mastodon-based platform, and that means that it is open source. It is self-hosted and federated. Federated means that it's connected by default to the other Mastodon platforms out there, and there are thousands of them around the world. So if there's somebody on a different Mastodon you want to follow and you've got an account on our server, no problem. You can do that. Uh, It's a pretty cool system, and it's free to use. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. I know, Chris, you wanted to talk about the crackdown, the financial crackdown. Specifically, they're targeting cryptocurrency users. That's coming up, but first... I do want to go to your phone calls and thoughts. We have Sarah on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes, sir. Well, 
it's obvious to me the Ukrainian president, he is definitely a, a separatist. They want to join with Russia from the way that he's acting and the things that he's saying. You're saying the Ukrainian president wants to uh, take the entire country and rejoin Russia? Are you sure you're not thinking of the ex-Ukrainian uh, president? No, I'm talking about the current president. He was saying, you know what? There's nothing to worry about. They're not going to invade. You're making our citizens to what panic for nothing, and then they they know he knows that they're going to be invaded. So what does that tell you? That he's a plant. He was elected and planted by the Russians from the get go. You're completely speculating. You have no idea what the future holds. You you believe the Russians are going to invade, and what is the evidence for that? Besides the you know the claims that they're supposed I don't know if they're facts, but the claims that they are amassing troops near the border. Is that all you have, or is there anything else that you're going on here, Sarah? Well, they blew up the truck, and the eastern part of, the eastern part of Ukraine... Who blew up? Hold, hold on. When you say they, and you're talking about different groups, it doesn't make any sense. Who blew up whose truck? Well, it's a, it's a, there's a separatist. They blew up a truck and making it look like they're being, in, no, the Ukrainians are attacking the Russians. So that there's an eastern part that is Russian-speaking population that want to join with Russia. So they're not, now they're saying that they're being attacked. It, it might be staged, but that's, a, but that's okay because the president is part oh, of the separatists. You know, Okay, I understand what you're. I see, I see what Sarah's doing. Okay, so this is this is the story that the Russians are, uh, or the at least the West is saying that the Russians are are set are are going to tell or are telling. But I don't think I don't know that the, they're actually telling it. So this is, basically Sarah is coming at this from a this the socialist kind of or at least pro Russia perspective. She and, believes that Russia is secretly communist. And so you're I saying the Russians? That's what I, well, she believes. Okay, I'm sorry. She said that. Okay, uh, not tonight. But okay, she said it before. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure she's saying that, but you. She you, has you probably, said that. I believe you. Um, but yeah, she's definitely taking. Uh, she's listening to the West's propaganda of what the West is saying. The Russian propaganda is going to be. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Look, I'm saying that the Ukrainian president currently now has been planted by the Russians from the get go. He was secretly Russian. Because he's like, we're not going to get invaded. Just relax. Don't worry about it. You're just is this like Obama on, being a secret Kenyan? <laughs> okay, that's the that's my whole point. And of course, I I'm a communist. I'm on the Russian side, as you guys know. I hopefully <laughs> well, you the guys Russians are fascists now. now. Yeah, the, the Russians are are definitely not the communists that you're you're the thinking thing of. The thing is, you can't do communism secretly because there has to be a constant barrage of uh of propaganda and also you can tell that the that the russians are not uh operating under a communist system because they're not starving to death and when you operate (laughs) under a communist system you starve to death when they were being uh look up the holodomar do you know what that was do you know what the holodomar was she didn't okay, hear you. She was talking. Sarah, he's asking you a question. Sarah, he's asking you a question. If you're talking, you cannot be listening. That's a general rule of being a human. So can you listen to his question? Do you know what the whole okay, Demar was? She's talking. She talked again. I have no Sarah, idea. Is it can a you Cambodian? listen? You could mute her. 
I have never. But then she still will be talking. Even if I press the mute button, she'll still be talking. (laughs) Okay, what did he ask you, Sarah? What I have never heard of. Are they the Cambodian communists? Is that what you're talking about? I've never heard this. The Holodomor was actually um, in. Uh, I believe a lot of it took place in the uh, in the Ukraine, and basically the Russians came in, and there was a group of relatively successful um, uh, farmers called the Kulaks, and the Russians came in, and they stole their entire harvest. And they and and so the kulaks were starving to death because everything they had produced had been stolen from them, and the Russians were shooting them if they went out in the fields and tried to pick up the few pieces of grain that had been dropped during the harvest. They were murdering them for that. That's how communism works. So you are. Um in a way that they are acting like a communist right now. They have a tendency of trampling in and invading countries, and then after that, and you, you support that dead or you red. And that's what well, you support. Of yeah, so you're totally right. fine with stealing. So food. you like mass murder? Do you well, not have a conscience? Right okay, look. Do you do you dance in the blood? <laughs> well, look at. If they chose to share the coin with everybody else, they would have lived. You either well, how how about other dead. people actually produce something that they can consume, and then they don't have to rob the people who actually do produce things? Yeah, Sarah. When you say they could share the food, you mean they could give one hundred percent of everything they had under the point of a gun, which is exactly yeah, what happened. Exactly what Sarah, happened. I mean, and, and then and they he, starved to it, death. Here's the other problem: you're assuming that. Like people don't already share food, and and obviously this is somewhat figurative because oftentimes, well, sometimes literally. Are you not aware that there's still like donation drives and things like that in the United States? Constantly. Do you, do you not understand where food pantries get their food generally? It's usually a uh, something that's organized. It's not like government. It's that's why nobody starves to death here. Yeah, it's unlike under, under, there can unlike be under communism. Right, there can be voluntary. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you call it socialism, but certainly a vol- a voluntary system. It's called sharing. Yeah, sharing <laughs> right. is voluntary. Right. Exactly. That's the difference, Sarah. Exactly. You it's use the word sharing. You use the word sharing, but you're not talking about sharing. You're talking about violence, and you said it would be fine to exterminate people if it was for the right reason. You actually said that tonight. Well, if they refuse to share, they're going to be forced to share. And what is wrong with that? What's that wrong with you belief. actually earning something instead of robbing and murdering people? Yeah, it's. I, I really don't understand this. Get logic. a job. It's, it's what you're literally asking. What is wrong with murdering people? Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with murdering people is you're murdering people. <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. The number. <laughs> Oh, man. The number, 603-283-6160. And that's why we cannot live with people like her. I do not want people like Sarah to be my neighbor. Let's, let's just we be clear. Get We're along. not suggesting, though, that we, people murder or anybody murder Sarah. No, no I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> I, I just hope she stays where the hell she is. Right. We can't live with that. But at the same time, we're not suggesting murdering Sarah. She's the one who's talking about murdering right. people. Right. Yeah. I'm saying I don't want to live with you. So yeah. you people who want to murder people, stay out of New Hampshire. Please do. You don't belong here. 
There's more coming up here. And, and we got some like her we can send you. Absolutely. 603-283-6160. In fact, there's uh, an article attacking the Free Staters uh, that somebody posted recently, and that might be worth sharing here tonight. That's coming up. Talk live. Phones are open here. You can join the show. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. <laughs> Nobody. And Chris. All right. So. We got more to say on the crackdowns that's happening in Crack? Ottawa. Well, I don't know if there's crack involved, but uh, <laughs> there are definitely a ton of police in the streets, and they are arresting people. According to the Ottawa Police Twitter account, they've arrested over 100 people today. But according to the Freedom Convoys posts, they're saying that the arrests aren't necessarily real in that they're not charging most of the people they're arresting. They're simply removing them with violence and then placing them somewhere else after processing and getting their names and, and all that. So taking them through the arrest process, but ultimately cutting them loose without charges, according to the Freedom Convoy. So I guess the good side of that is it means that when they arrest people who haven't committed a crime, they're not setting up Chinese-style kangaroo courts to prosecute them so they can harvest their organs. Yeah, I, you know, this is a situation where I think people need to stand up and let them prosecute you because there you know if everybody does that it's you're going to clog their courts well we were happy right? to see that yesterday on the show we had a, a quote it was actually surprisingly in a mainstream article uh, where they were talking about a driver who'd gotten a $79 ticket. Somebody came by and offered him like three times the amount yes. to take it as like a, a souvenir. Yep. And the driver refused, saying he wanted to take this thing to court. And he and his buddies were planning on clogging the courts. He said they'll back the he courts up for years. Yeah. He could have sold the uh, sold the ticket and still gone What's... to court. He, he missed an opportunity there. <laughs> well, he should have yeah, taken the money. Saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're not going to forget about about the about the charge because you don't have the ticket yeah, anymore. Yeah, I tear true. them up all the time. <laughs> There's a, there was a Republican convention I think in New York City and like New I, York City. Yeah, uh, this was a while back, like I don't know, maybe I don't know how long ago, but mm-hmm. decade ago maybe. Yeah. And um, one of the things they did is they they use these nets to basically drag in like thousands of people. Yep. And recycling fences, weren't they? They're like construction uh, uh, nets, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, you know, I thought they always look like fishing nets, but really, really big. Um, but in any event, that's not what I was getting at. Uh, but basically, what they did is they they made these arrests, yep. and of course, obviously, you know, they release you after a couple of days because after they processed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, all those charges, every single person was basically the charges were all dropped, mm. and and part of it is I'm sure because they there's no way their courts could handle it, right? That's possible. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. also, there there was also uh, you know. You know the right to protest, right? right. And, so they can't defend what right, they're doing. Right. They don't. They, yeah, the they protests have, were legal, but the arrests were not. Right, and they don't really have a legal leg to stand on. And I suspect that's probably same the same thing in Canada. Mm-hmm. So this is a really good, I think, strategic situation from the protester standpoint to let them arrest you mm-hmm. and then make sure you you mm-hmm. take it to court. And but set up on eBay and sell those tickets if you can. Um, yeah. and, and here's the other thing, you know, if anybody's worried about, well, I can't afford a lawyer. I, I recall what they did, and I'm sure this is probably going to happen with this 
case too, um, or these cases too, is there's going to be funds, rate money is there's already been money is raised to mm-hmm. pay the lawyers to, to to fight these tickets, and it's likely going to be something a situation where they kind of all get dropped at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, obviously Canada is not the United States, but if we look at history of you know countries you know different countries around the world this kind of thing is not that unusual yeah. this, this kind of stuff happens yep, they arrest people assessment. it's a scare tactic um you know uh, trying to even i mean just imagine the amount of evidence that they're going to have to try to get together for each individual case it's even yeah, even if they they're have it, the, yeah, it's going to be in, near and impossible evidence to of manage what? they're out protesting right right yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. If they had a reason to arrest them, like for violence, then they would charge them with yep. that. But they're yeah. not doing that. Uh, the only violence is coming from the police trampling protesters, trampling apparently uh, an older lady with some horses. There, I've got footage of this. It's, we came to brutalize old people and yeah. chew gum, and it's we're horrifying. all out of gum. And there's another uh, section where they—I don't have the clip of it, but I saw it happen on the the live stream earlier today from Rebel News, where they pepper spray an old lady. <laughs> just they hate old ladies I, I, it was crazy yeah, yeah. I, I saw them did I saw you them. see the, the footage from france where they uh tear gassed a restaurant uh-huh yeah <laughs> really yeah. uh so we got uh your calls and thoughts welcome chris you wanted to talk about the financial crackdown aspect specifically them targeting cryptocurrency wallets saying publicly they're seizing them which I don't know if that's exactly what's happening. If it's the same story I'm thinking of, yeah, so that's what's, not how any of this so, works. Yeah. One of one of the stories I I, I do recall uh, the word the use of the word seizing, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because I want to know how you seize a crypto wallet. However. Um, I think I think uh, nobody here has a pretty good. I think we all probably three of us have a pretty good idea that they're just one misusing the word, but also they can't actually seize a crypto like uh, a crypto wallet if yeah. you own the keys, if you're in control of the private keys. Correct. Um, and what that basically means, unless they can seize the private keys, right? Right. Which don't what, put a bit on a post-it note on your monitor. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but what that basically means is that if you have, if you use like an exchange to buy cryptocurrency and you have a wallet on that exchange, well, they can seize that. Move but if, it. If you send that cryptocurrency to a wallet on your phone with a a dedicated app, then all of a sudden they can't seize that because it's no longer on the exchange wallet. Correct. And it's on your device itself. So that's kind of what private mm-hmm. keys means. If you mm-hmm. control your private key, mm-hmm. it can't be it can't be seized. And again, I'm using the word in quotes because that that was but what that was. He's got a significant amount of crypto, though. It's a better idea to have a hot wallet with a couple hundred dollars on your phone, mm-hmm. and maybe have a wallet on your desktop that is a little more secure. Um, sure. Sure. I think most people probably don't have that much crypto um, by comparison, but if certainly if you have a hundred thousand dollars, you know, a crypto or something like that, having a cold wallet and a hot wallet set up where you know you might have uh, more security that you need to be concerned about. But I think most people with you know a couple thousand dollars of crypto probably don't have to go to too great of lengths if, if they can afford to lose it anyway. So um, yeah, so we got a story here from well, the, the point of going into crypto is not to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. You, if if you want to lose your money, just hold your dollars, and it will melt away. <laughs> That's right. So the story here is from crypto crypto 
Briefing.com. And this story here is Canada bans 34 wallets tied to Freedom Convoy. What's interesting about this story is actually that What does they, that mean, ban wallets? Does that mean the it. software? No, they'll explain Honestly, it. Honestly, I don't necessarily know this. Just, this, see what if, just read the story. It, it, it should explain it. I mean, <laughs> I hope send, so. send a coin to a different wallet. Yeah. So these wallets allegedly contain $1.4 million in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. All right. Um, let's see here. Where's the story actually begin? Uh, Canadian authorities have reportedly banned companies from working with 34 cryptocurrency wallets associated with the co- the Freedom Convoy, a protest against COVID-19 restrictions. I don't really even know what that means because do how would wallet companies work with the What freedom? it means is they've told financial Re- financially regulated companies. Yeah. So anybody that's got a FinTrack number or whatever, whoever you know, whether we're talking about financial exchanges, cryptocurrency exchanges, or anybody else that might have government permission to do business in Canada from a financial perspective, yeah. they've sent out a notice saying, if we regulate you, we are now telling you, you must not do business with any of these wallets. And then here's the list. 34 the, of them. I mean, the way that's kind of worded is really bizarre, though, because it's 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 like kind of implying that they're conspiring with, like, to raise funds for. Who's um, raising funds for what? Well, I'm it, sorry, it, what are you it, saying it's, there? It seems is, like it's suggesting that they're the, the companies that produce the wallets, the crypto wallets, are okay, working I think with the organizers of the, the word wallet. I think what they're doing is they're saying... Don't accept crypto if it has passed through, through that these particular Correct. addresses. Correct. And it doesn't matter what wallet you're running because yeah, the wallet not, is actually a piece of software. Right. They're this not is just to the, the media which, not knowing what they're talking about. Which also about. begs the question of how is the company that produces the wallet supposed to know? They're not talking about it wallets. It doesn't have anything to do with the wallet. It's they're the talking address. about financial businesses that are regulated by the canadian so government. like exchanges uh-huh okay yeah they're telling exchanges do not accept funds from these wallets or not maybe the wallets, wallets from the address thank you from these these wallet addresses yeah ah okay that's yeah, that kind of makes more saying. sense yeah it's, it's just that they're black the media doesn't know what they're talking about which makes it hard for us to know what they're talking it's about. hard to decipher they have Absolutely. created a government blacklist and they've sent that blacklist to the exchanges in canada or any other financially regulated company that might have a potential right of dealing because with these it, people. if it's not a web wallet um it's it's not a cons- it's not the wallet it's the address yeah sure i understand that but obviously if you have a dedicated app that doesn't interact with a centralized uh exchange or, or similar you, you can't the app's not going to block it no they're not talking they about the can apps. still look at the blockchain and see if it is passed through the addresses in question it's mm. not wallets, sure, like, if it's somebody addresses. updates the app yeah, this isn't about the app this is about the people at the exchanges blacklisting any business from those wallet addresses well it seems like it goes beyond up. that but yeah okay well that's not that's as i understand it more coming sure. up here in moments you can join us uh this is free talk live hour three is next Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here as we kick off the third hour of the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, I want to say thanks to Elizabeth, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program over on our AMPS Patreon. You can go to AMPS. Freetalklive.com. You can sign up there. She's doing uh, gold level, which means at least 10 bucks a month. So thank you, Elizabeth, for helping support 
our AMPS program. You can, again, join over at amps.freetalklive.com. Get some cool perks and help us spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as we possibly can. Perks. In the, in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then coming up, a attack I guess letter to the editor or editorial in a local newspaper here in New Hampshire about the Free State Project. And, man, the people in the, the status quo are on the attack big time about the Free State Project. They are freaking out in the last uh, couple of years, especially as our numbers are going up and up. More and more freedom-loving activists are moving here. They're migrating here from all across not just the country but all around the planet uh, and we're we're gonna... making it harder for them to keep their boots on people's throats. Yes, <laughs> indeed. And so we're going to get into that editorial here in just a moment. But first, we've got Eric calling from Texas. We've also been talking a lot about Ottawa tonight uh, and the uh, protests on the bridges and the border crossings, the amazing Freedom Convoy up in Canada. Uh, Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi. Oh, first of all, I wanted to welcome nobody back. I've missed hearing him on the show for a long time now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, we're nobody glad. cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the reason why I was calling it is pretty short. I uh, I sent you that link in for that uh, the People's Convoy, which is supposedly a U.S. Um, kind of uh, – in solidarity protest with the Canadian truckers. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at it on my lunch break. I didn't have much time when I sent it to you, but when I got home, I saw that supposedly it's taking place next Wednesday. And mm-hmm. I know that you said that you were kind of skeptical about the registration of the truckers. And I could see that, you know, a reason for that to, you know, make sure the funds are getting to where they need to be. But I was just curious about your thoughts on that and if you have heard of this before especially since it's supposed to be less than a week away yeah uh so you're referring to the website thepeoplesconvoy.org actually prior to you sending it another gentleman sent me an email about it as well so i've heard it from a couple different places now we had asked openly over the last you know week or so what's happening in the u.s is there anything going to happen as far as a, a freedom convoy here we had reed coverdale on the show who is a professional driver that was this last saturday and he said he hadn't heard anything uh amongst the people that he knows in the business and you know that's what he does for a living so that was kind of a you know again what's what's actually going on but maybe it would just come about as this decentralized grassroots thing which is kind of how the freedom convoy happened in canada some people just started driving and started saying they're doing it and then other people joined in and before you know it there's thousands of people going to ottawa even if you don't have have a truck what if what if people started making a commitment to take one hour out of their day and go stand on the busiest street corner they can find and wave a Canadian flag. Very simple. (laughs) Anybody can do it. And maybe if you start doing it every day, maybe somebody else will see you doing it and say... I'm going to go wave a flag with them. Next thing you do is you get a pile of flags and sell them to the newcomers. Um, <laughs> now, personally, I'm not interested in waving the Canadian flag. Like For me, I don't understand why people, when they're being oppressed by the people calling themselves Canada, when they're having the horses trample on them, when they're, they're having their rights uh, trampled on by the people calling themselves Canada, why would you wrap yourself in their flag? Why yeah, would you sing their burning? anthem? We hmm? could do a Canadian flag burning there on the go. common. <laughs> I'd that's, be down. That's actually kind of a good idea. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I I so, I so agree with you. I think I think the reason Ian that you would do it is because it's a message that people would understand. Um, if you're holding up a Canadian yeah. flag on the side of the road, it's. It, I mean, you're, what you're else is going on? Basically, emulating them. It's like putting on a yellow vest. In I get the solidarity. Support. I get what you're saying, but I just I would not want to wave uh, the state flag. I mean, to me, that's just I, not. I, I am totally with you on that. Yeah. I wouldn't either, but I get why well, somebody would do it for strategic and, and reasons. Let's go wave wave Gadsden flags and burn a Canadian flag. There you go. I mean, this is the uh, same reason that we that we brought I New Hampshire flags to the state house. I don't got one. I don't think that uh, the point of uh, Eric's call necessarily is about so showing solidarity specifically with Canada, but to have a united something, some sort of thing happening in the United States that that emulates it that yeah. it does a similar thing that is to say get yeah. a bunch of truckers together and well, get a convoy yeah. together and mm-hmm. go someplace and sit and do I, the exact same thing and that's my point is everybody's waiting for a big thing that they can join mm-hmm. and what i'm saying is go do a small thing that you can do all by yourself and see if anybody joins you. Because if somebody joins you, then there's two of you doing yeah, it. Yeah, some people And might... it doesn't have to be waving a Canadian flag. It can be uh, holding up signs I... that say Trudeau is a monster. Look, I'm not going to tell people not to do that, but people can do that anytime. The thing they that's different... They can do it anytime, but the thing is, do something. Sure, but... People have been protesting on the sides of the street forever, and it doesn't do anything except for do some networking, maybe, if you've got enough people together. Well, if it which produces some networking, maybe that's how you build your convoy. I mean, but nobody, people can do that anytime. The yeah. thing that's different about yeah, this... Yeah, they can, but they don't. Maybe they I, should. It won't make any difference if they do. The thing that's different about what's happened will, in Canada... if they manage to build a, lar- a larger group of people. But that's not... Okay. The point is, people <laughs> want to do something with a large group of people, and this idea of getting but you a can't convoy, have a large group of people without starting with a small group of people. Large groups of people I don't get fall out saying. of the sky. I get what you're saying. That's why they're t- talking about doing another convoy in the United States, is to get yeah. a large group together to go to the same place. My question here about this pr- particular proposal is I'm skeptical uh, that it's wet too organized. Okay, so there's a website called thepeoplesconvoy.org, and it actually has a it button. Sounds a little commie. It actually has a button on it that says "truckers register here," and that to mm. me shouts like is that a, red flag? Is that for an email? It's a like, trap. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> here. So they say here. I'll just read the website. The People's Convoy. And then there's an American flag, and then there's an image of a truck, uh, the front of a truck with an American flag on it. American truckers and allies. Official departure date February 23rd, 2022. Time to end the declaration of national emergency consi- uh, concerning the COVID-19 pandemic and restore our nation's constitution. Donations now over a hundred thousand dollars as of Friday 218. Donate now. Click here. And then they take you to a website for the American uh, Foundation for Civil Liberties and Freedom, which is a, some sort of a uh, legal organization. And then below that is a button, truckers, register here. Name, phone number, email, city and state, all required for quote-unquote security and reimbursement purposes. Please register for the convoy below. Now, this was never something that happened in Canada that I'm aware of. Canada was I'd truly, rather wave a flag on a street corner. Yeah. Canada was truly a grassroots 
movement where it was what you're talking about, but the vehicular version of it, where a few trucks started on the West Coast. They started driving. They posted on social media. Hey, this is what we're doing. We're going. And then other people joined in. It became a convoy. It became something larger than what it was. But you have to have be showing some outward sign of what you're doing. I don't know what that sign is. They did. They is, had things on their trucks. You have to. They had Canadian flags. They but, had other things. They had wording like legalized freedom and yeah. stuff like that. But 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 the point is there has to be something that causes you not to look like you're out delivering right. Amazon. Normal, normal driver. Yeah. But that's why they're hanging banners on trucks and things like that. Right. You know, I think what it comes down to is that... Uh, What's I, a banner? It's like a flag. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I think they're doing um, messaging, specific yeah, messaging. Yeah, more, more messaging is clearer. But anyway. Um, <laughs> got something in your throat? <laughs> you, don't need, you, don't need a, you don't need a lot of people to start a protest. You, you need a few people to start. And then you I need to get the I started one out. with one guy. Yeah. Eric, I, I just went out you... and smoked weed on the common every day. Eric, people could do that any time, but I did. I want to see what you have to say about this, Eric. You called in, so we'll continue with that. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. I think people are tired of being on the street corner, nobody, and they want to do something different. And this is something different, but is this the right idea? Should you register? I don't know about that. It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160, and that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody going mad. And Chris. And Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site if you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty. Then head over to freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. They have a daily dispatch, and that allows you to get uh, email updates. And that'll include information about all kinds of different topics that you might find interesting. Head over to freedomsphoenix.com. Dot com. As we go back to Eric, he's calling us from Texas. Eric, you were bringing to our attention a purported, because so far, all we've seen about possible U.S. versions of a freedom convoy, something that would essentially copy what they did in Canada or what they're doing now in Ottawa as the police are now cracking down, as we discussed in the first couple hours of the show. It's crazy what's happening uh, out there. But uh, the, the the whole Freedom Convoy concept, there was something, I don't know, a week or so ago where people were saying, it's going to start on the 12th and it's going to end in Washington, D.C. And then it's going to, and then there was another one saying it was going to start on the 12th, it would end in New York City. And nothing started on the 12th. Nothing happened. Uh, that It didn't go anywhere. And so now there's See, an- it's better to do something and not announce it than to announce something and not do it. I totally agree with you there. And so it was uh, Reed Coverdale, who we had on the show on Saturday, said he hadn't heard anything from any of the drivers that he knows. And so he was really, you know, questioning towards whether or not this was going to happen. I wonder if those are psyops to make make people think, oh, somebody else is organizing something, so I I won't do it. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, But yeah, you know, I kind of have to wonder how many truckers in Canada were aware of this protest prior to it beginning, though, too. Um, I don't think many of them were. 
Yeah, you probably yeah. don't. I mean, there's a lot of truckers, guys. It probably three or was four a first... guys who started. Yeah, it, it probably right. wasn't that many, and then you know it took off. What yeah. do you think, Eric, about this website that you brought up tonight? Uh, what was it? Freedom? I, I for whatever reason I accidentally uh, closed it. I think it was the People's Convoy. Um, honestly, I'm not trying to be like. Sarah from New Mexico getting y'all to Google stuff for me, but I've been working 16 hours a week or mm-hmm. 16 hours a day for the past couple of weeks, and I haven't gotten to look into it. So I was hoping maybe y'all knew something about it. Um, no. That's basically it. All but, I know is it's getting passed around, and uh, Eric, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate like it. $2 whore. It's getting passed around, and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm suspicious. It just seems too organized, and the fact that they're asking truckers to register for it just seems like, yeah, go right ahead. Create a list of all the truck drivers in the United States who actually are going to take action against the, uh, you know, the status quo and put them all in a central database. That seems like a really bad start. I've got a little list. They'll I mean, never be missed. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there is something to be, you know, something to organize organizing, right? But at the same time, it's yeah, it does it does seem uh, and they're asking for donations and other stuff probably mm-hmm. already yeah i mean at some point show me something sense, before but, you ask me for money right? yeah right right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah they've raised a hundred thousand dollars they claim yeah. and they haven't even which moved may yeah. not even yeah. be correct they might yeah. be lying which is often what people do for at mardi gras to attract I, other people to donate at mardi gras when i uh when i went there were all these people in t-shirts that said throw me something mister so i bought myself a t-shirt that said show me something sister mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a little bit more from the website, though, because maybe this is real. I mean, they're just approaching maybe. it differently than uh, than it was done in Canada. Are there dates and times? Yes, like the so, date is purportedly to start on the 18th, so today. So in theory, you oh, don't. No, I'm sorry, the 23rd. You don't Apologies. need to register if you if there's a date and a place. Correct. Uh, so the idea is they're going to be going from the West Coast, of course, to uh, the East Coast, presumably ending in uh, Washington, D.C. And where did I, I don't see it? It's not jumping out at me here. They, I, like I've seen things online where there have been proposed maps and all that. But anyway, the, what it says here is first they quote... Uh, We, the people of the United States, in order to restore our once perfect union, reestablish justice, ensure domestic tranquility to provide for the common defense of all, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty, do ordain and establish the restoration movement of the people's convoy of the people's convoy for the United States of America. We demand the declaration of the national emergency concerning the COVID-19 pandemic be lifted immediately and our cherished constitution reign supreme. We are the people of the United States of America and we stand together under the banner of freedom. Freedom is the one thing that unites us all. Liberty flows through all of our veins. Is there a national thing? What's the national thing he's referencing in the United States? Uh, they're claiming there's some sort of national emergency still. Really? There's been a national well, emergency I mean, for the decades. CDC is still put is still uh, getting schools to put masks on children who have no was risk for their East. The CDC still is a you know they're the national agency that that sets all kinds of rules. They're organizing federal. stuff, I guess, but. 
they set a bunch okay. of rules and then a bunch of a states are just a following bunch of along people with follow the, it. the rules but not yeah, every so state. for instance i don't know if it's every and state and a lot but. of children suffer from what from you know being well, masked, having to eat do... sitting on the ground every day outside in the cold yeah i'm just thinking because florida mm-hmm. didn't and like, like there's a few states that didn't do what, what yeah I they're just thought. recommendations okay, from so, the cdc okay so it's not it's not na- it's just re- they're recommendations it's not a national like a law that says everybody has to do a certain thing well, there are, that is true when it comes to the uh, airlines. There is a, uh, I don't know if it's an executive order or whatever, but they have been told because that they have federal. to. Because that's federal. Okay, so there are uh-huh. some and federal things going on. And then there are the healthcare workers who are put out of a job by right. vaccine mandates. Right. right, that's oh. federal. Oh, there, there is, are, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. There is something federal, I guess, about this. And, and there is this liar named Fauci. Mm-hmm. He's a monster, and he needs to be fired. I mean, that would be a great first demand is... Fire that lying bastard Fauci who funded the research that may well have started this whole ball rolling. Yeah. They're not saying that here, at least at this point on this site. Uh, but they uh, they go on and they say who we are. We're truckers, moms, students, nurses, doctors, inv- uh, investors, county workers, teachers, cowboys, loggers, and they go on with a long list. <laughs> so basically what about everybody? an Eskimo with a spear? I didn't are see there that any one Eskimos? There. Uh, we are fathers, mothers, etc. We're black, white, Asian, Native American, immigrants, native citizens wow, really of the free world. Well, a part of what they're trying to do here is say, hey, look, you know, this is a diverse movement. And they that's don't want one of the to be things, called Nazis. Correct. And that's one of the things that uh, they've been they've been trying to say in the mainstream media about the Ottawa protests is, oh, it's all a bunch of white racists, even mm. though there's a ton of there's a ton of variety as far as the people that are down there. Somebody somebody said that uh, said that to me uh, on online today. You're not on the right side if you're standing with people with swastikas. I said I have watched. Hold on. 20 hours of video <laughs> from these protests. I have not seen a single, a single piece of Nazi propaganda. I saw one rebel flag or or, or uh, whatever. The, stars and bars. Uh, mm-hmm. No, not the stars, no. And, stars and bars, but the... Uh, the southern one. That's the stars and bars. Oh, that is the stars and bars. Okay. But anyway, I saw one of those, and I saw them run him off. Yeah, they they were kicking out the infiltrators. Anybody who's arguing that this is a bunch of Nazis or racists or whatever, give me a break. The racists who show up are, in, are yeah. fed. Yeah, it's the yep. enemy of freedom. All right, more coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us on the U.S. version of the Freedom Convoy. They're calling it the People's Convoy. Is this one for real? This is Free Talk Live. Talk live phones are open here. What they want to talk about the U.S. version of the Freedom Convoy. Some people are saying it'll be called the People's Convoy. The website peoplesconvoy.org. They're claiming it will begin on February 23rd, which appears to be a Wednesday. And I've heard that it is intended to end. This website doesn't say it, but I've heard that it is intended to end in Washington D.C. on the first. And I don't know if that's the day they're going to have the State of the Union, but I again, these are all rumors of what I've heard. I mean, uh, that, that, that seems doing. so weird considering they're cloning the Canadian version, but they're mm-hmm. they have an end date. That's, that's no, so- there was an end date for the Canadian version. They, it was it's the date on which they reached their destination. So the Canadian end date was 
uh, February or sorry, January twenty ninth. Oh, okay, and then they just continued onward at the destination. Well, the there was no purchase. onward. They just well, they, they parked stayed. their trucks. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. So that, th- that so that's was the same idea arrived, for this. And when they arrived, they didn't leave. And yeah. uh, it would be the same idea for this protest. Correct. So the idea, okay. as I understand, it, again, this website doesn't spe- doesn't specify, but from what I've seen online and you know transactions between social media, is that the intention is they'll they'll take about six days to travel across the country. So they'll go from uh, the Wednesday the twenty third and then arrive in D.C. on or around the first. Which is also, I just did double check, it is also the State of the Union address by Joe Biden. So the plan is to occupy the streets around where that event is going to happen. I don't know if that's the White House or where the hell that thing actually transpires. I I wouldn't want to, I probably wouldn't want to be in D.C. Me neither. Our government is a lot more bloodthirsty than the Canadian. Yeah, I think it could get real ugly real fast in the United (laughs) States uh, if they're trying this thing for real. But that said, if they're willing to put their uh, their butts on the line, I I still support their right to do it. So good for them. Uh, I'll be crossing my fingers. This is the the start of the uh, the next civil war. Not that I want a civil (laughs) war, but I mean, you know what I'm getting at here, guys, right? Independence for New Hampshire. Yeah, I have. Fully support independence for New Hampshire. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk further about this. Let's do that without a war. I like that idea. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Peacefully uh, declare independence. That's what we're trying to do here. That's why we have a constitutional amendment that we're trying to get onto the ballot here in New Hampshire. And that's a whole other story. If you want to learn more about that, go to nhexit.us and you can read all about it. Uh, But let's go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Jack is in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Jack. Okay. All seriousness. So, New Hampshire becomes independent. Will they not have a flag or a symbol of their state or country, however you want to define it? And then if somebody burns it, how would that be dealt with? Well, in a free uh, in a free place, you should be allowing people to burn their own property. Yeah, honestly, is it their flag or it, my flag? It seems like if it's no, their New Hampshire is going to have a flag. It's going to have a symbol. So we're talking, well. I'm going back to Canada right now. You talk. Where are you coming from? Pride in Washington State. There, they don't have any pride in. You don't have any pride. Their government. No, they don't have any pride in their government. But they still have pride in their country or their state. And you're going to have, if, if New Hampshire becomes free, I'm not being, I don't want to be argumentative at all, guys. I love you guys. Especially, no name. He's awesome. But, <laughs> but you're going to have a symbol. And that symbol will be out there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You can have pride in it, or you can burn it. And- I, I think the pride is in burning the flag, in in burning the new. I mean, if we had a New Hampshire flag and we were independent, I, I would support somebody burning it because that's that's we, I think supporting freedom of speech. It's supporting expression, and even if you don't agree with it, it's something that we should all be encouraging. We should make that a, a tradition yeah. in free New Hampshire. That I, I, once <laughs> a year, we go out and burn, burn our flag. own flag, yeah. right. just <laughs> because we're so happy that we that's can. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good flipping answer right there. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Jack, but what I wanted to say to your your question is, in a free place, which hopefully New Hampshire would be the freest place on the planet, 
Uh, we would respect property rights, which right. is why nobody asked you, is it your flag or my flag? Because if you burn nobody's flag without his permission, you just violated his property rights. <laughs> right. and that's, I might bitch smack you. That's wrong. Uh, but if you have your own flag and you set that ablaze and you're on your own property, I don't think anybody should have anything to you know to do about that. That's, that's But if you feel the need, you can bitch smack yourself. What's that, Jack? Flags are, flags are slogans, though. So it's the image itself that belongs to either the government or somebody else. So it's it's a little bit different. Uh, the flags uh, they I mean, don't own that image. Yeah. The problem the problem I have with flags do. is they that the that no they don't own anything. Governments don't own anything by definition because everything they have they stole. But, and, and, and the flags everything they say is a what lot. What about the uh, one dollar bill? They don't own that. No, that's the a Federal, Federal Reserve. Reserve. Yeah, they they have to go out and steal those back. Yes, no, I agree, but they own that. No, they don't. If a criminal gang steals the money to buy a thing, do they own the thing they bought with the stolen money? No, the government still owns it. The government is a criminal gang, Jack. They're a criminal (laughs) enterprise. They yeah, have no. no so, so your answer was yes. The criminal gang owns <laughs> what owns what they stole. Yeah, there's no legitimacy to a criminal enterprise that uses you know the threat of violence to get their way and funds itself so through violence. See, there's nothing wrong with with protectors. I'm sorry, Jack. What was that you were saying there? So, someone throws up a be- big, beautiful New Hampshire flag for New Hampshire, the free New Hampshire. Yeah. You wouldn't take any pride in it. No. If somebody burnt it, it wouldn't bother you. The, no. well, I might take question. some pride in it. And, I'm on both and sides even so, if somebody burned it, my response would be, hey, I may not agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death yeah. for your right to say it. So, so That's here, right. Here's the thing. I, I think the flags are, and, and you know, I, I'm sure somebody will disagree with me on this, but flags tend to represent governments, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. somebody burning the flag is saying, I have a problem with our government, our current government. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I think that's a good thing. You should be, uh, there should be something uh, everybody is against in terms yeah. of what the government mm-hmm. is doing. I, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're on the left, the right, a libertarian, an anarchist, a, you know, uh, somebody on the green, you know, an environmentalist, mm-hmm. everybody should be upset with something. See, even when I was a flag-waving constitution lover, my response when somebody burned the flag and somebody else said, oh, we should go beat them up for uh, for uh, burning the flag or they should put people in jail for burning the flag. I would say, you know, burning the flag is actually the freedom that we fought for. Mm-hmm. That's yep. free speech. So if you take away the right to burn the flag, then you're giving up your actual freedom in favor of a symbol of freedom yeah thank you jack for the call tonight i do appreciate you bringing that up here the flag is like putting into practice what others preach yeah uh and to the to the point of his you know bringing up the new hampshire flag the new hampshire flag kind of sucks and it really does i do support alu axelman's proposal from uh the foundation for new hampshire independence i think it would be fun for them to run i think they should do this they should run a flag design contest and like you know crowdsource a bunch of potential new flag designs i think we should use the gadsden porcupine well then you would submit that one and then you know maybe they would pick that i don't submit (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it would be cool because then you would get a bunch of people potentially interested in designing it that might, you know, get some you know, viral sharing going on of like, oh, New Hampshire's designing you know, a new flag. That you kind know of thing. what we should do is we should get rid of the flag altogether and then allow and then if people want to put a flag together, you know, they can put a flag together. If they want to put contests together, they can put contests together. Yeah, sure. But we don't have to have a flag for like the state. It's you How about can, if we let everybody flag have you want or no flag at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Just you know how people are. They're gonna I want know. a flag. Uh, so anyway, the number here is 603-283-6160. Also, one reason why the current New Hampshire flag really sucks is it actually has the United States flag inside of it. Oh, yeah. It's on the little boat, the little ship. When did they yeah. adopt that? Because it must have been later. Yeah. Right. So the flag isn't the isn't the original flag. I don't think so. We must. I, we should take a look what the original flag is. It, I presume it's the same boat, but without the American flag on it. I don't know. It's a You're good question. Right. It's a good We're question. in the same boat. <laughs> the number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves in these remaining moments, which are coming up here on Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join the show. The number here is 603-283-6160. We'll do our best to get you in tonight. If we don't, we'll back tomorrow and back every night because we're here seven nights a week, 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. Are they all calling in the last 15 minutes again? No, they are not all calling, but okay. we do have a couple guys on the line here, so we're going to get to them. Uh, with you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. Hey, Chris. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com, with just an email address. All you need is just an email to create an account uh, because you can actually keep your privacy intact at X Markets, which is shocking, but that's the way it is. Uh, you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies there and then trade them for Tether and use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Let's talk to Footloose. He's calling us from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Footloose. Because you got to break loose. Hey, Footloose. Hey, dude, what's on your mind tonight? No, you're, uh, the state seal, the state flag, whatever that you guys were talking about. I don't know if you found it or not, but um, it is an upright fish, five arrows bound together in a pine tree. And uh, the Latin slogan, I can't pronounce it, but it's together we're stronger. And that's what the bound, I think it was the first five counties or colonies or so. I think it might have been the first five counties of New Hampshire. But some of us here in New Hampshire are already using that symbol and that flag. And that would be the Committee of Safety. Was that the flag of the Republic of New Hampshire before it became a United Correct. State? Correct. Ah, interesting. I see, said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. Ah, okay. So, so I'm looking here at the uh, Wikipedia for the flag and seal of New Hampshire. You're talking about what was the first independent seal. So it has yeah. nothing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the current uh, flag and seal, which have basically a ship on it with the American flag on it. They don't Correct. get my seal of approval. And if anybody. Uh, I am involved with this group. We're a grassroots organization. 
It's the Committee of Safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would highly recommend everybody go check out cosnh.com and get involved. Um, we need as many people here in New Hampshire to to join up and help to, you know, take over some of these elected positions and all that and get, get involved. Yeah, I've hey. been... A- I've been to the Committee of Safety, uh, at least one of their meetings before, and it's run by a guy named Dan Richard, who is just a fantastic uh, activist. He spoke at the uh, the press conference that we had right before the CACR 32, right before the Independence Bill hearing. He was one of the speakers at that. Uh, very, very well-spoken, well-educated as far as the history of the state, as far as like the in- inner workings oh, of things. That guy. Really, really smart dude. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. C-O-S-N-H. Did you say it was C-O-S-N-H.org or .com? Dot .com. Dot .com. All what, right. What is the Department or Committee of Safety? Is that's not the police scene. Not to be confused uh, with the Department of Safety. That's actually what they called the the original committees that started gathering to organize against the British government way oh. back when. So, Footloose, you want to come burn a Canadian flag with me? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. And I love that I knew idea. you'd be down. You, you literally took the, the thought out of my head when you said we should just burn our own flag. Yeah. Because we can yeah, that that would actually that would actually be uh, that that would actually be good. Well, years ago, uh, a guy named Anarcho Jesse went down to the Keynes uh, Common and proceeded to burn the state, the New Hampshire state flag. That was awesome. The American <laughs> flag and the UN flag. I hear that got a one... lot of flack, a lot of negative. No, flag. actually, I'd burn me a UN flag. I'd burn me a dozen of them. That'd be fun. Yeah. So actually, it didn't get as much flack. It got some buzz in advance, but no haters showed up to really? actually oppose him the police didn't the police ignored it uh so it was kind of interesting but yeah you never know who's gonna you know what kind of psychopath is gonna show up and and get crazy over a flag burn it's yeah a, it's a pretty controversial thing to do um i don't know I, i'm not against it personally i don't know if i would personally participate in it but uh i'd, I'd be there to record video of yeah. it for sure <laughs> for sure uh footloose anything else you want to share tonight yeah, no, I just wanted to plug COSNH and, and have everybody uh, here on the local level get involved. I'm involved. Uh, anybody who's serious, you know, there's so many overlapping groups that can just work together. I'm in every different, you know, group you can think of. Uh, and I just I highly recommend it and uh, appreciate the time, guys. All right, thanks, brother. Appreciate uh, hearing from you. Good, yep. good to see you back, nobody. I still got your sign out in front of my house. Groovy, thanks, awesome. man. Nobody for and, mayor. And, or, hey, ha, have governor, your people call governor, my governor. my people. We'll burn that flag and have lunch. All right, sounds good. Thanks, dude. Appreciate Groovy. it. Uh, let's talk to Dale. He's on the line in Arizona, listening on K Talks. Go ahead, Dale. Hey, how, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, the people's convo. I got a little update. Also, yeah, it, it sounds like it's going to happen. It's going to happen uh, February twenty third. They're going to start from Barstow, California. And then go to Kingman through Kingman, Arizona, mm-hmm. and then from there to Las Vegas, Nevada. They're saying once it starts in Barso, it could it could be anywhere from 500 to 1,000 truckers, and they said uh, more truckers should join in as it goes along and progresses. The main goal is to hit Washington D.C. around March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard this on K Talks on, on the show I listened to on K Talks tonight called the afternoon drive by mm-hmm. and then and then I was listening to you guys and then I, I decided to check my 
my phone just rem- I got a, a, a news app on my phone, and sure enough, it, it was on my news app all about it might go through Mojave County, uh, Arizona, going to hit Interstate 40, head east, go through Vegas, and pick up more truckers on the way. But when it first starts out, they, they anticipate anywhere from 500 to 1,000 truckers. I'm I'm very excited to see if this comes to fruition. I sure hope it does. Let's oh, I, I, do, I do too. I do too. It's time, you know. It's time to, you know, the Americans kick a little butt, you know, and uh, get back at some of this crap they've been pulling, you know. Thanks for the call tonight, yeah. Dale. I appreciate hearing from you. Again, the number here is 603-283-6160. We got a big old convoy running through the night. It looks like uh, <laughs> Zero Hedge has picked up on the story, as well as the Epic Times announcing the very same. Are they thing. all in on it, or are they hedging their bets? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I, I hope I hope they are successful. I mean, I hope they, I hope it, I hope it's real. I mean, I hope it's you know something accomplishes something. Well, if enough um, people believe it's going to happen, it, it will, will happen. Yeah, even if it yeah. wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little <laughs> bit hesitant to like put down uh, the objective or be skeptical about it, only because it's like. Well, I mean, if it happens, it ha- like it, I, I don't know. It wouldn't be a bad thing, even if it's like, even if the government was orchestrating it. Like, hmm. how is that going to be a bad thing? And then the question is, why would the government orchestrate it in the first place? It seems yeah. like I don't know. It's well, like did you, you see the? Start uh, like that. Did you see the feds out in uh, in D.C. on uh, January fifth and sixth of? last year saying yeah, true. we've got to storm the capital we've got to take the capital <laughs> well i think one of the reasons why they would want to organize this is so they could get a list of all the drivers who are going to participate and then pull all their cdls i don't know if that would stop them from participating though i mean just because you suspend somebody's cdl doesn't mean they can't go to a protest well, that's true. They just wouldn't be able to drive their truck there. I mean, I'm not saying they would spend them in advance. I'm just yeah. saying, like, if they they showed up, then they have a list of who to go after. I mean, it would just be an easy thing to, sure. uh, to take them down. I mean, but you'd still have the protests. So that's yeah, I, that's true. I don't know. It seems it seems like it would be something that they would do after the fact, like after a protest got started, but not to start one. Well, the other thing is, uh, as nobody well, pointed you out, you wouldn't that, think that the government would start plots to kidnap governors right, like, and blow things up, but they do. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing. It's it gives them an excuse to ramp up the police state that's true and that's the difference but you touched on this nobody is the u.s federal government is a way scarier criminal gang than the canadian one like the canadian guys i don't know if they thought this wasn't for real or if they thought it wasn't going to materialize, even though there was you know, plenty of people that saw the trucks driving eastbound and that they were definitely coming. Yeah. They didn't have any preparations for this. They, had, they were not ready at all for what ended up happening. The U.S. federal government, they will be prepared for this if it is real. They're not, gonna, they're not going to drop the ball, I don't think, in the same way. Uh, I don't know. Biden, he might forget. <laughs> he's, he's not oh, playing wow. with a full deck yeah. i guess we'll see hey, we're definitely, let's go brandon we're definitely gonna pay attention to it it's uh, again scheduled to start on wednesday so it, it, we're gonna certainly keep our eyes on what's happening in ottawa because that's what's continuing to develop there's still live streams coming out of there tonight the police are still lined up in the streets the protesters are still there it is getting closer to zero degrees it was six degrees the last time i looked uh plus it you know so it is very uncomfortable to be out there for all sides but they're there in large numbers and we will keep you informed as it develops throughout the weekend here. Uh, we may end up having one of the organizers on tomorrow night as well from Canada. So I'm looking forward to that. More coming up tomorrow. See you then. FreeTalkLive.com.